Welcome to Sundial Now on WLRN. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. If Scooby Doo was Latino, it might sound a little like this. Instead of a brown Great Dane with black spots, it would be a small, fluffy pup, Scooby. Yes, that's Scooby with an E. Here he is with his friend Shaggy, or Peludo. Oh man, I got nothing, Scoob. No cheese, man. Bone dry. Mm, well, that's good stuff. Mm. Nothing at all. What do you got? You got any cheese, man, Scoob? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Between you and me, Don Francisco's a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Vampiro Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. You say? That's crazy, huh? Yep, they're not necessarily searching for clues, more like chisme or gossip. That's the story behind Jenny Lorenzo's latest skit. You've probably seen the Miami-born actress and content creator while scrolling on social media. She's most famous for her Abuela character, which we'll get into later. She joined me on Sundial Now recently, and we started by chatting about this spooky season. This is, I think, our sixth Halloween sketch, right? So, so far we've done if Latinos were in Clue, if Latinos were in Hocus Pocus, if Beetlejuice was Latino. This year, it's uh, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Ah, uh, so <laughs> it's it's basically a very Miami Latino twist on if Scooby-Doo was Latino. I'm already wondering who's, when you, when you take the mask off, who's going to be under there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like very specific inside jokes to the, you know, to the Latino culture, but also we wanted to make sure that we included a lot of the tropes found in Scooby-Doo. You're in Los Angeles now. D do you yeah. miss Miami? I don't mean this in a bad way, per se. I just personally didn't. It's weird. I didn't really fit in when I lived in Miami. And that could just be the schools I went to. And the peers that I had, you know, say, because, you know, I've always been a geek. I've always been awkward and weird. And, you know, that, of course, my undiagnosed ADHD probably contributed to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt like I didn't really belong. Like, I love to cosplay and dress up. And, and I was, you know, big on going to, like, all the comic book conventions and stuff. And I remember one day I was walking around South Beach after one of those events. And I was in costume. And, like, people in Miami people walking around me were like it's not halloween bro it's like weird it's like right at least in my prime when i was in my 20s in miami being weird and being unique and like you know just marching to the beat of your own drum wasn't necessarily accepted at least that was my experience like if you were weird it was a bad thing and you had to kind of fit this mold you had to dress a certain way talk a certain way listen to a certain kind of music and if you did it, then you're just a loser. Like you're just a flat out loser. And out here in LA, Mira, we love Halloween so much that we have Halloween conventions in the summer. <laughs> and it's funny because a majority of these people that attend these conventions, these Halloween, they're Latinos. Like Latinos love horror. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, hello, Dia de los Muertos. You and know? my dad, the Halloween is the his favorite. He's like planning his Halloween costume the day after Halloween happened for the next year. Yeah, it's Halloween's a big deal for Latinos for sure. But that, that's funny that you said that you f you felt a little bit out of place 
here mm-hmm. where your work embodies so much of Miami. I know. So it's, it's such an I interesting paradox. Like... Yeah, for me, it's just like my love letter to Miami. I think what made Miami home for me, it was my family and especially my abuelos, you know? So it definitely felt weird because I was already living in LA when they passed. So it was weird coming back to Miami and being like, they're not here. And that was such a big part of who I was and my culture and my pride of being Cuban American. And obviously, you know, my mom and dad are very much Cuban and I'm not saying that they don't give me that sense, but that's where I got to practice my Spanish and where, you know, I would listen to my abuelo's favorite music and hear stories about Cuba and me making these videos is therapeutic, to be honest. It keeps my my grandparents legacy alive that's beautiful um and of course i've got to ask about abuela she's um you know one of your most famous characters that you have and when did she make her first appearance is is she modeled after someone in your life she is modeled after my maternal abuela whose name was orquidia diaz who is no longer with us she passed in 2016 five days apart from my abuelo uh, their love story was like no other. And I'm glad that she did get to see me move to California. She did get to see some of the earlier Abuela videos before she passed. And she really, really enjoyed them. I'm overall very lucky that my family was always very supportive of my artistic endeavors. And they were never judgmental. They were never like, can you maybe try going to law school? Um, (laughs) So I'm really, really glad that they all supported me. I I would say her first appearance was, man, like over 10 years ago. And Abuelas lived in various pockets of the internet up until now, especially BuzzFeed and, and Me Too, which were the two major digital media networks that I worked for when I moved to LA and that's where Abuela really started to gain popularity because these digital networks had such a massive audience. Uh, So it gave me a really large platform to work with and get the character out there and my voice out there. Your Abuela, Orquidia, how did she respond? Did she give you any tips? Like you gotta do this better, you gotta do more of this, less of this? Not really, she would just laugh, almost like she was laughing at herself but she never gave me any notes. She was, again, my my grandparents were proud of me no matter what I did. You know, before moving to LA, I worked multiple jobs. I was the Nesquik bunny mascot, brand ambassador, you know, giving away chocolate milk and like small grocery stores in Miami. And I was also at the time like making YouTube videos and I was working at Univision as like a, a telenovela a quality control editor. And so I was I was I was like really hustling, trying to save money. And I have this photo when my grandparents came to visit me at I think it was El Presidente supermarket. Um, And I was dressed as the bunny. And like you can tell just how proud they were. And I was just this bunny, you know, this like mascot, you know, just making like 850 an hour and like my my grandparents were just so filled with pride no matter what they were always like la tita like mi nieta la tita um and so 
that that's always meant a lot to me. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a gift as well. And yeah. is there um, an iconic moment or phrase of abuela, something that that you go back to? My grandma, she was so loving and so nurturing, but she was also one of the most paranoid people I've ever met in my life. It would drive me nuts. So it was always like, because Miami, it's yeah. always raining and thundering and some kind of catastrophic weather's going on. And if it's if it's thundering outside, I not only could I not walk around the house barefoot, I couldn't look into a mirror and I couldn't stare into a dog or cat's eyes because their eyes had reflectors in them. And then the lightning would hit their eyeballs and hit me. And then I would become I would get electrocuted and die. Um, it makes perfect sense. So for me, it was more like her warnings and her superstitions and like, don't put a hat on the bed because if you put a hat on the bed, that brings a doctor. And, you know, don't don't do this. And it was just always like you're walking on lava. <laughs> <laughs> that was Cuban-American actress and content creator Jenny Lorenzo. Catch up on her Halloween sketches for some hilarious spooky vibes on this holiday. You can find a link to her videos on our social media at WLRN Sundial. And stay tuned for her Abuela's Family Sangiving episodes coming up. They're also going to be featured in the upcoming Fort Lauderdale Film Festival happening November 4th through the 13th. And that's Sundial Now for Monday, October 31st. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time and have a happy Halloween. The program is made possible in part by support from Miami Cancer Institute. Cool